the moment we judge ourselves, that is where we are affected by others' judgment. Hello, people. Welcome to the community of the Growth Mindset Podcast. Guys, if you are a first-time listener, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening from so that you don't miss on more interesting episodes coming up in following weeks. And for our daily listeners, here we are again with a new episode where we will interview another interesting personality from a unique industry and understand how they were able to accomplish this great level of success. Remember, this is a podcast where we learn easy, practical methods and tips that we can implement in our daily lives from the very best and the most successful people known today. Because as we all know, success leaves clues. And we the people having the growth mindset will use these clues to create a better, more fulfilling and a successful life. So let the growth begin. Thank you, Devas, for taking your time out and joining us on the Growth Mindset Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Rashad. It's an absolute privilege to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Uh, Devas, for, for, my, for, for my folks and my listeners who may be hearing you for the first time, would you like to tell them about uh, who is Devas, where are you from, and, and what exactly you do? Because a lot of people do know you, but for people who are hearing you for the first time, how would you like mm-hmm. to tell them about yourself? Okay, uh, from someone who couldn't even speak his name properly to someone who has inspired more than half a million individuals across 14 countries, from someone who was clueless about life with low self-esteem and low self-worth to someone who has an Ikigai coach helps people find their purpose. That's been my story so far. I feel privileged and grateful for this life. Vishal, you know, every single day, our story is being written. It's just a moment when you realize that you are also the writer of your story. And it was this realization that made me who I am today, born and raised in Dehradun. Privileged to go to one of the top schools in the country. It was always burdened by insecurity and self-doubt. I used to stammer a lot while speaking, was bullied a lot, was conscious of my skin color, my looks, and did not have much confidence. After school, like every proud Indian student back then, I went to do my engineering and then worked for a software company. I did not have the courage to choose a career option due to lack of self-awareness. So I followed the default template of the society. You can guess what I would have done. I worked as a software engineer. I was also preparing for management entrance examinations. I used to study with friends and was often told that I teach well and should consider teaching as a profession. But I did not believe them. I, I, I was like, you know, these are like crazy because someone who could not even speak properly, how could I even think of teaching where speaking would be the primary part of the profession? So teaching was off the shelf and that's been the journey so far. And from there, who was a shy, introvert child to going on various stages, addressing people, 
that has been the journey so far for sure wow i mean you covered so many important things right off the bat in your introduction and and i want to you know dissect this so that my listeners who are also let's say some of them who are shy who have this public uh, fear of public uh, speaking which obviously is the number one fear in the world right now more than the death right there are so many things that you've covered i want to start off with when did you realize that this is your passion this is what you want to do when did that moment come in your life sure as i shared i was always facing this challenge of speaking effectively mm-hmm. when someone used to ask me my name that hey there was or anyone in the school days used to ask my name i would say my name is divas that's how it was in my childhood mm-hmm. it was always haunting me i had lost a lot of opportunities because of this stammering so it was you know like burning desire to speak effectively mm-hmm. Uh, when I had joined the software company working as an engineer, I was 22 years old. When I took a challenge to participate in public speaking contest by Toastmasters International, mm. there was an email which came in my mailbox which says that it's a topic which says a uh, man is born free, but everywhere he's in chains. Now, following the default template, I had become an engineer. as per my next door uncle's advice and i felt chained <laughs> being over there uh, the coding day in day out like you know this is not what i'm supposed to do so the topic was resonating so much with my current scenario that i felt that yes man is actually born free and everywhere he's in chains and i could resonate my life with the topic i wrote my heart out and i had to submit the script over there and Those people shot this film. I was like, "Okay, what next?" They said, "Now you have to come over and sleep for five minutes." I'm like, what I had signed up for? I was yeah. just here to express myself. <laughs> I just <laughs> wrote my heart out. But they were so inspired by the story that they said that, "Yeah, this is a championship. You come over and share." Hmm. I went there. Those five minutes were. game changer that day was beautiful that chapter of my story was a game changer yes on that day stutterer was the winner of that contest oh, wow. i had one of my major roadblocks that day and realized that from here i would write a brand new story for myself wow. i knew how it feels when someone is not able to express himself or herself I knew how it feels to have lost opportunities because of poor skills of communication. I knew how it feels when you want to speak but you're not heard. I wanted to help people optimize their skills of communication and live a purposeful life. I mean, Ishaan, I did not want them to feel the same pain which I went through. I wanted them to write a story which they can be proud of. So yeah. yes, that makes me feel driven and <laughs> a lot of energy and a uh, gush of adrenaline through my veins whenever I speak and address people and help them express themselves. So that has been a realization that yes, it is something which I have overcome, which has helped me in person, and it has impacted so many lives from across the globe. So feel grateful to serve people with the passion towards teaching and empowering lives. Wow! So basically, yeah. that was your your turning point in life, wherein you went to that stage, toastmaster, uh, toastmaster stage, and 
deliver the speech which after that is when you realize that all right this is where i want to go and this is what i want to make my career out of so how did you start or get into this career field then right after that were you still working as an engineer and then building your or getting into this coaching industry at the side or did you just altogether stop the engineering uh, working as an engineer and then get into the industry like how did that pan out the transition wasn't easy i remember i was in bangalore on that day oh. there is a more than the name because i was uh, in in chennai working at infosys okay and i had my friends working in infosys bangalore so i went to bangalore and said you know i plan to leave infosys and i was like why I am gonna be a trainer. Let me be crazy. <laughs> like yeah, I yeah, know. I I would like to be a trainer. Mm. You say what's wrong with you? Like uh, I think that I can help people improve their skills of communication. So luckily, I had few friends who initially doubted me and were concerned that what would you do, but they supported me. That there was go ahead. we believe in you and you would make a mark my then girlfriend got my wife mm-hmm. would always be there to support that yes i believe in you go for it from there after a few months i decided to leave in process and my parents my next door uncle was crazy dukka ji your son working in process <laughs> company he's back in there don't what he will do now Seriously, <laughs> that moment was oh my god, hilarious. So I joined a university because that's where I was accepted. Mm. I was pretty much young. I could not think of corporates to join as a trainer because corporates judge you by how much hair have you lost from here or how many white hair yeah. you have. And I was like, "Kiddo for them that hey, you would train us." So I was like, "Yeah, I can dare to." So yeah. college was a place where the young minds looked up to someone who came from the corporate, and mm. that's where I served as a soft skill trainer. I was helping students prepare for the placements and helping them go to the same company which I had left <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, I was helping them improve their skills of communication, and that's where I started, and I enjoyed it. You know, there, speaking for at least five hours a day was like, oh my god, bring wow. bring in more, more. Whereas, like coding for a few hours in a day was draining. I mean, mm-hmm. spending those hours in that cubicle was draining for me. I don't say mm-hmm. that there's like something wrong with that. There are people who are okay with that. but i wasn't okay with that kind of setup i was looking for that stage that place where i can just go that that, that you know like classroom was yeah. breathing space for me yeah and that is where i lived maybe shot as you make me think for someone who was struggling with his speaking all his childhood it was a big moment for me to go and speak effectively and also help people because i know that today in this world if you can communicate well you can go miles even yes. this podcast we are doing it's all about communication i wouldn't be here or you wouldn't be here if we could not communicate with each other so we have been blessed with a voice but very few use it in the right way yeah and that's where i realized the power of voice 
I worked at the train. And thereafter, I even taste new flavors and new audiences. I worked as a freelance trainer, mm. traveled across the country, went to various parts of the country and trained various students because I thought that if I train students from one particular area or geography, I would have a certain kind of belief system or a mindset mm. while training them. Yeah. So I exposed myself to people from length and breadth of this country to just challenge myself that how it feels that a place where the only mode to communicate is English. They don't understand Hindi. Correct. When I go to like down south, so it was a challenge that, hey, you know, how do you communicate? I have to make the person understand. So I found new ways to communicate, body language, voice, everything was being worked upon. And the mindset was being developed. I think acceptance of people, the way they are, who they are, and accepting culture. Many a times, which is like communication, people understand that it's only about the way you speak. Yeah. It's about accepting the other person as well. How much tolerance you have, how you operate, the kind of ego we have, the kind of insecurity we have. All those things do come into picture whenever we communicate. So I was reading a lot about it. I even upgraded my skill set parallelly. I signed up for uh, a diploma program by the government of India, that is uh, ISTD, Inside Your Training and Development, and got my skill set in place, hmm. got a chance to be with CEV Australia, became a master career practitioner. So I, I thought that if I, see, I'm in, in India or in any other place, if you get a job, you ought to have a degree. I mean, yeah. I could not have been in the courses had I not been an engineer. But for public speaking, for communication skills, there's no degree as such. It's about, even if I came at the shop, you know, I have a degree from XYZ place. But the moment I open my trap, and if I don't make sense, you say, get lost. Right? Oh. So over here, degree doesn't matter. It's about what you say, how you communicate, what message you have to share with the world, and how you express it. That matters. For which I had to constantly upgrade myself. I listened to a lot of people. I like a lot of public speakers. And that's how... I have been making this shift day in, day out and becoming a better speaker, better communicator, better coach. Wow. I mean, from, from a person who was stammering to a person now who's speaking flawlessly, inspiring other people, also telling them, you know, how they can improve their communication skills is a great feast in itself because, uh, yes, you're right. You know, when people open their mouths, uh, it's not just about what you're talking, right? It's about the body language. It's about how you're standing, how you're looking people in the air and what kind of tolerance you have because not everybody's going to listen to you right off the bat, right? So now for people, let's say, who are in this stage at the moment, it could be young uh, young folks from college uh, uh, background or some somebody who are, let's say, in their early 20s and they're shy of public speaking. They, they, they're afraid of going in front of the audience and talking. What are some practical tips, Divas, that you can give to those individuals so that they can get rid or at least face these fears of public speaking and become a better communicator? First, they should build a mindset of a public speaker. The number one thing that stops all of us from expressing is the fear of being judged. Hmm. We often concerned with what people would think about ourselves. However, what matters is what we think about ourselves. 
yes, people judge a book by its cover. I have this book over here, The Power of Now. And many others, whenever we buy a book, we buy a book majorly by judging its cover. That yeah, this book looks nice. True. Yes, people judge a book by its cover. And the interesting part is when the book represents the cover. Similarly, people would judge us by our looks, by the way we speak. That's the cover, that's the facade which people see at the face of it. The interesting part is that we would be affected when we judge ourselves and we feel that the book represents the cover that is being judged. As in, if someone says, Ashad, you're a superman, how do you respond? I'll be happy. Honestly, yeah, I'll be like, wow, that 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 makes me feel good. Strong. Yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll uh, like feel good about it. Uh, you will feel strong about it, and you may also laugh at all that. Oh, Rishabh, I'm like he's just pulling uh, my leg, or like just saying that okay, I'm a Superman, right? However, if I say that Rishabh, I don't like this cap on your head, or I don't like your face, I don't like your the way you speak, or whatever. It might hurt you. For example, when someone used to pass a remark that there was, you don't speak well, you can't even speak your name properly. It used to hurt me. The person was judging me based upon how I speak, but I was affected because I judged myself. Mm. I judged myself and that is where it affected me. If I call you a superman, you would not be affected because you don't judge yourself as a superman. You don't look at yourself as a superman. The moment we judge ourselves, that is where we are affected by others' judgment. So we often have this thing across social media that we should not judge others. That's okay. The reality is that we would judge. We would judge. In fact, people who are listening to us right now, they would be judging us. Exactly. That whether you guys make sense or not. Should I listen to them for the next one second or one minute or so or not? So judgment would always be there. You have to make sense of the world around you. You have so many data points that you have to judge and decide what is right, what is wrong. The only thing that we as a speaker can do is that when we accept ourselves, when we know that the book and the cover, if the cover represents the book and I'm okay with what is inside of the book, I will be comfortable. In simple words, when I accept my flaws and I still say that I'm awesome, I'm saying that I'm flossing. So accepting your flaws and staying awesome is something that you all need to do. When a speaker goes on stage, he thinks of giving a perfect speech. He thinks of perfect body language. He thinks of perfect voice, perfect words, perfect vocabulary, perfect pronunciation, which is just related all in the head. So the moment we accept ourselves in entirety, we see a shift in confidence and expression. So once you have a mindset of a public speaker, then you work on your skill set, which includes optimizing your body language, vocal variety and words. So to become a good communicator with a public speaker, practicing alone would not help. You need to have people with whom you can practice a community of like minded individuals who can help you improve without judging you because today if you dare to post a video on your social media handle 
chances are that someone would pass a remark, someone would laugh at you, and you'll again go back into your shell. But hey, people are laughing at me. They are passing remarks against me. And you'll never break through your shell. So you need to have a community, a group of people who empower you, who support you, and who even have a common goal. Yes, apart from this, you need to have a mentor in life who can guide you, give you solutions to your personal challenges. That's how we improve. I mean, I would thank my speech therapist back then, Dr. Sony, who was there to assist me. Else, I wouldn't be here speaking in front of you. I have gone through a lot of trainings, a lot of mentorship, and all these things help me the way I speak today. So if anyone is thinking to become a good speaker, do not negate it. If you think that just by watching YouTube videos, you become a great speaker, you're mistaken. You need to go for deliberate practice with people who are like-minded and who always support you and encourage you. Interesting. I mean, I like the I like the part wherein you've laid out with such detailed about, you know, starting it from the mindset. Because if you don't have the right mindset, then you actually cannot go to the next level. And then accepting what you are and, and accepting your flaws so that you know, people can't use it against you is such a game changer because then you're not allowing anybody else. You're consistently focusing on yourself, on your personal growth. And and also the third part which you mentioned about, you know, not just speaking alone, but speaking in front of people, like-minded people, wherein they are also identifying that this is what is, you know, this is what you are doing, where you're going right, where you're going wrong. I mean, these are so important because I personally know I've been to Toastmasters a couple of times. I went there. I was there for a few weeks, but that that's about it. I did that and I came. I was happy. And I think anybody who wants to get into this uh, space where you want to become a great communicator, you need to put yourself out there. Until unless we put ourselves out there, nothing is going to happen. And myself, uh, uh, there was, I've, I've done engineering myself, right? I I did engineering and I realized in, in fourth year of engineering that, you know, man, this is not going to be me. I cannot work as a software engineer. That's not going to happen. So I basically mm-hmm. sat down and I made a list of, okay, what can I do which will make me happy? Not just make help me make money, but make me happy. And I knew I loved interacting with people. I had a list of all the uh, you know, options that I thought can help me make money because financially I had to support my family as well as think about other options. That that's where I realized that sales is such a field wherein my communication skills are gonna improve because I'm gonna be interacting with so many people on a regular basis. And that happens even today. I'm interacting with at least ten different new people with board of directors, talking to them. And the the way they talk and the way I talk, there's so much to learn from from those specific industries. And and I'm sure if I had chosen that engineering field and if I was working as a software engineer, whatever communication skills I have today. I wouldn't have it. Why? The reason I have it is because of the the field that I chose. And today, interacting with people like you who have their own amazing experiences, own struggles, and then sharing, this puts us all in a on, in a space to kind of share what we have learned along the way and what others can also replicate in their life to become successful. This is just a journey which is starting for us. Obviously, we have to learn, grow, evolve as human beings, and also inspire as we go along. Good shot. True. You mentioned about realization, like having realization that you are supposed to communicate with people. And I believe that we all have that gift. And if you don't share it with the world, we are being selfish. 
So it's good that you decided to move in the space whereby you use your gift of socializing and talking to people and sharing the learning with the world. So it's a big service that you are doing by using your gifts and sharing it with the world. Thank you. And I'm glad people like you also are coming forward, helping each other to make sure that we create a better community because when we work together, there are more in, we can inspire at least. I'm somebody who believes that if we can inspire even one single individual and if his life changes, we can change an entire generation of his family. And then that's, that's all we need to focus on. Now, going back to your story, uh, Adivas, on, 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 on your background, I do see awesome productivity. Okay. Let's talk about productivity here for a second. I would understand at times like this when things are so difficult and, you know, people are working from home, uh, there's so much chaos out there. What can people do to stay productive at times like this? What do you think are some right rituals or practices people can adopt? Go inwards. That's the game. Last year, in the month of March, when we had lockdown, it was chaos. We were playing Ludo. We were watching Hotstar, Netflix. A lot of stuff was being done. And we had things to convince ourselves that, oh, we have got some time to connect with family, we have got some time to connect with having, you know, having fun and enjoying and enjoying and enjoying. Then after a few months later, uh, some of us had pink slips that, sorry, sir, we cannot afford to have you. So the learning is that when you have some time, when you are indoor these days, you have a lot of energy, a lot of time. You're not wasting time in traveling. You're not wasting time in extra stuff. You're just at home, at your comfort. You have a lot of time for yourself, which should be used productively to do things which can save you from the uncertainties of the future. I come from a middle-class family. I was not born the silver spoon that I can think of trying to follow my passion without thinking about how will I bring food to my table. So I would not give an advice where people say that follow your passion blindly. It doesn't work. I had a rock band in my college days. So this look which you see as of now in this, in this podcast, I look clean shaved with <laughs> finely trimmed hair. If you check out my photographs back in during days, I had a beard and long hair and red color shoes and my drumsticks in my hand. Oh, I was killing it. <laughs> so the college got over. The vocalist went to Pune. The bassist went to Hyderabad. The guitarist was in Ahmedabad. And I, being a drummer, was in Chennai. So the passion for creating music could not sustain because it was not backed up with something which can sustain all of us professionally as well. So learning being that you need to work on something in parallel, be it in the evenings, be it over weekends, you need to spend your time productively. I have nothing against people who go for binge watching. If you watch something which is insightful, which gives you a learning, then it's great. But if we are discussing about the web series the next day, that do you know what happened in that character? Oh my God, look at that series. I'm waiting for the next season, you know. That is the discussion which people have around. 
not realizing that there is something more productive, more important for them, that is to work on the craft. Why I'm emphasizing on this? It's not important. Either accept it, either accept the current reality, either accept the current standard of living, either accept the current job profile, the current growth. Be, be okay with that. Then don't grip. If you're aspiring for a better lifestyle, if you're aspiring for a better job, if you're aspiring for a better life altogether, then it won't come to your way if you follow the same rituals which you're following as of now. So at a conscious level, it's at a daily level whereby you spend your time judicious. I would not follow up with the news. I don't do that. I, if you ask me about what is happening in the world, I may have some idea, which is important for me to know. But I don't have this habit to just scroll through random news, whereby the news is, is tweaked in such a way that it creates more tension, more pressure in your head, and doesn't give you food for thought. So I would say that cut down on the news that you consume. The way you consume social media, that makes a big, big impact. In my Instagram, I follow close to 18 people. It might fluctuate by a few numbers up and down. And I'm very mindful of the people whom I would follow. Because it's a habit that you have to check out your phone now and then. And when my entire work, entire business runs around social media, I have to check out my Instagram quite often. So I have to feed my mind with something productive. So the people whom I follow, they always talk about growth. They only talk about personal growth. And that keeps me on track. Right now where I'm sitting, I have a vision board in front of me. It's a vision board. I have the calendar for the month of July, August and September. Three months. Just yesterday, I replaced the calendars for the previous month. And now I have a vision that this is what I have to do. So this keeps me on track. Because a shot to be self-motivated is not easy. You can watch one video on YouTube, feel inspired, and say, I'm going to change my life. But then, nothing changes. If nothing changes. True. So these small, small changes keeps me on track. So if we all can incorporate these habits of Having the vision board, number one. Having the planner for the next three months at least. That how do you plan your next three months? That would give you more control. And you can even have a fine balance. Yes, you can always pamper yourself. Spend one day maybe in the entire week. When you have worked really hard the other days, that one day you can always pamper yourself and watch something meaningful. I was watching this series, or sorry, this uh, documentary on Netflix about um, the founder of McDonald's. Yeah. I had to find, you know, like, uh, it was the name of the founder. Founder was the name of the series, if I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Correct, correct. I've seen that too. Yep. Yeah. So I have to literally explore Netflix that what is it that would make me feel enriched and stay on the path. Else it's so easy to, to lose your focus, to lose your path. 
So as a daily ritual, I would always insist that remove distractions, follow the right people on social media, which would feed your mind with the right content. Else, if you are driven by your friend's timeline that, oh, look at him, he is holidaying in so-and-so place, he is getting married, he is having kids, I'm like, okay, that's good. But uh, that's not my vision board as of now. So following the right people is something which we can do at a, at a conscious level. Man, I, I love this, Rivas, because what you've laid out is, is, is so true. I mean, there's so many things here. You said instead of focusing on others, you have to firsthand go within to basically understand who you are. And then becoming really conscious of where are you actually spending your time. Because I know I, I, I am also very damn conscious about the people that I follow on Instagram. I don't follow celebrities, their amazing cars, their bungalows, because that will just make you feel miserable. And if you're feeling miserable, if you're opening something, then what's the point of you even going there in the first place? And I'm a big advocate of as well, telling people and I, uh, if people see my post, people who follow me on Instagram know that I'm always posting about things. What can help you grow? Where can you do? What can you learn? Those are the kind of people that I normally follow. Otherwise, I don't just follow any random people. People have today because of, you know, people are sitting at home. There are so many distractions out there that, that the moment you open social media and let's say if you're following some random people, you're just going to be flooded with information. And it's just everybody's trying to take, take your time because your attention is very crucial. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the point about news that you mentioned, we know how news industry works, right? I know how it works. Their primary agenda is to make sure that, that you come for more and more. And then the, the negative news spreads four times faster than the truth. So they know how to get us hooked. But it, it, it should be our responsibility to really become aware of what truly do we want. What is one of the takeaways that I really liked uh, from, from what you mentioned in this? What I'm not doing at the moment is basically a three three month plan, having a calendar directly in front of me. Which is something that I'm definitely gonna do as well. I'm gonna basically plan out, let's say how how this works. Because in every interview, I make it a point to learn something from that individual who's actually successful, add it, implement it in my life, and see if that really works for me. Some things work, some things doesn't. But it's always good to try because there are now so many things that I've implemented in my life from the people that I've interviewed that is giving me great results. Because we are a habit, we are the creature of our habits. You tell me how you're spending your time. Tomorrow we know where you were headed in the first place. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, talking about self improvement and motivation, this is this is more important. Motivation, right? Everybody can be motivated for a few days, but let's say even though you have a great vision, you have great ideas, maybe you're working on them, but but in between you lose the motivation. What do you do at that point of time to stay consistent? What do you do? I go back and ask myself, why did I do all this? I mean, this year we celebrated. Five years of our company, Kigai Learning Travel. 2016 was the year when we were quite enterprising. We thought that we'll change the world. We came up with this company and a lot of crazy ideas. We did not materialize. And we read that startup would fail after three years, generally. We sustained for five years and we were happy. So every single day, whenever the client did not respond the way he should have responded or we did not grow as per our expectations. We always went back to where he started from. 
that energy which I had in my 20s, that spark which I had in my 20s, that yes, I have to impact, I have to serve, as I shared initially, that burning desire is, is so much fueled up by now that the day I feel that I've been able to help someone improve his skills of communication, I will not eat anything. I will not, I don't need anything on that day. You know, it's like such a feeling of uh, fulfillment that yes, I have achieved it. So going back to your why, as everyone says, that is so true. Why you do what you do. Was it for just few number of followers? Was it for just few number of likes? Initially it was, let me be honest, was where you are happy the way your brain works, dopamine works, and you feel, oh my God, you know, the numbers are getting better and better and better. Then you realize that, hey, the kind of fulfillment which you get once you start bringing a change in people's life, that makes my day. Recently, we clocked in 100k on Instagram. And you will see, till now, I haven't posted anything on Instagram that I have no cakes, no balloons, no celebrations. <laughs> for and my team was like, hey, what's wrong? I remember last year when it was from 5k to 6k in a day. It was like, you know, one day, 5k, next day it was like 6k. I was like, oh my God, 1,000 in one day. This is crazy. <laughs> and we had a separate post for that. It was a moment of delight. But now it has been more than that. It's been about how many lives you have to impact. When after a session, someone says, Vivas, you helped me transform my life. I think those words keeps you on path. Keeps you on path. I do have the feedback of my tribe members, my students. And when they come back to me that, hey, Devas, we connected in the month of maybe October last year. And I would thank you. My wife would thank, like, like, thank you. Today I'm placed at so-and-so company, have got promotion. I think those stories, those lives, those instances keeps you on path. You don't feel like giving up. You're like, there is so much to do in this one world. Like, for example, Shad, this podcast. You would see that so many lives are being impacted. You, you cannot stop. You'll say that this is such a beautiful thing you're doing. Let's not look at it from a profession aspect, from a commercial aspect. It's also from a personal aspect that how many lives are being impacted. When someone listens to this conversation or any of the conversation with any other person, one word, one message, one perspective can change life. I have evolved. I would say I have evolved because of the shift in mindset. Else I would have been still with the same fixed mindset, the growth mindset. That is the leap and it doesn't happen overnight. So valuing those stories, valuing those transformations, valuing those people who say that you made a difference doesn't make you lose your path. So that's what makes me uh, stay on the path. Inside the days when I am low on energy, I'm like, no, there is a lot more which has to be done for people around that. I think that's where the guy comes into picture, how you impact the world. Yeah, this is a fact, right? I mean, when we think about, because initially when I started, for me, it was all about me learning. 
but after after a certain point of time i realize that it's not just about me learning now i actually want to share this too and once when you really share you know people people who are working today who are actually sharing their work and other people are getting inspired only the people that are sharing actually know how fulfilled they feel after sharing those things that they've learned you know it i'm i'm sharing it through my podcast i know it how amazing it is when somebody reaches out to you tells you man i love i was listening to your podcast i maybe i listened to your interview it was amazing it, it it is giving me a whole different perspective i'm learning a lot that's a whole different ball game it's 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 way more than the monetary aspects of it the financial aspects of it you feel something that you're really doing good example as you said when somebody reaches out to you for to whom you have actually trained saying he's got a promotion that is way bigger than just the amount or the money or the amount of money that you would have made because now you know you're actually changing lives and that's way more bigger and science also confirms people are more happier people who actually believe in their values and people who are contributing who are actually going out so anybody who's listening to us right now as as divas pointed out yes guys if you really want to be truly fulfilled that's the way to go yes initially it may be the fact that you may start off for the monetary aspect or maybe for a few likes and followers but eventually when you start growing your vision is going to become bigger and bigger and then you'd really realize that that's what we actually want to go forward and and have an impact uh talking about uh, ikigai uh divas have you have you read the book ikigai i'm i'm sure you might have have you read the book did you get the idea from there or how did this word come to you to your business no oh, it was long time back in fact my ted talk i did mention about ikigai it was 2012 where i stumbled across this word back then this book wasn't a rage mm. which is how it is now today <laughs> so have been reading about a lot of philosophies from across the globe and that's where i came across this term pretty much insightful and was thought provoking and if i look at it the learnings which we have got from our ancient system maybe through mythology or the scriptures or through all those holy books they all talk about purpose they all talk about what you're supposed to do in the life and ikigai simplifies the entire concept by means of the framework promoted by the western world so i have been in sync with ikigai which is more of a life philosophy which includes to live your values to fulfill your life roots follow your daily rituals it's about the joy a person finds living each day to lead a happy and fulfilling life yes the western world i got a chance to meet with the author of ikigai like francis last year and it was a delight to listen to the way they went there they researched and the belief got strengthened it got validated that yes this is actually a powerful tool so ikigai as a concept as a way of life is a good way to understand what we need to do in order to be happy you're right because you know a, a few months ago uh, when i interviewed the co-author of uh, ikigai uh, hector garcia he said oh, this wow. thing so i actually asked him okay what does ikigai mean i mean tell us tell us what does that mean in the first place and he laid out and then he gave one very interesting thing uh, while i was talking to him i asked him okay you you, you spoke about ikigai what ikigai is right but how do people identify their ikigai and that's when hector said you know that ishad what happens is people like terminology 
people like words people like to know but people most people don't know that ikigai the book ikigai also had a second edition wherein the authors laid out how do you actually find out your ikigai but that book isn't as successful as the first book because that's how people are driven right we like to read people like to read get those ideas but when the time comes to implement is there people go a little back saying okay man the sound of it looks nice but we actually want to put in the work then people take their step back uh, we are coming to the end of the interview uh, uh rivas but there is one question that i want to ask you uh, if you had to recommend let's say two books for for our listeners that can help them become a better version of themselves develop this growth mindset uh what those uh, two books would you recommend that are your favorite to my uh, listeners one would be mindsets by carol dweck mm-hmm. it's a beautiful book which talks about how the mindset helps you in terms of your life business relationships you often think about mindset in terms of like career but the kind of relationships we have with people around us and with ourselves for that i would highly recommend everyone to read that one the second one is the power of now by ekhart i have one with me over here beautiful book makes you realize the importance of now and makes you more aware about what you do in for a period of time ishad i learned that awareness is everything awareness is everything if i look at awareness about a business model awareness about an opportunity awareness about the other person awareness about the organization you plan to work for and most importantly awareness about yourself the awareness is everything when you know about yourself your value system i spoke about the rituals and the values by which you live how to find ikigai there are few questions which we need to ask ourselves and that would eventually change the game for you so to be more aware i would recommend the power of now and yes to work on the relationships with yourself and others mindset by karagra hmm interesting now i want to end the interview with uh, the most important thing you, you spoke about the questions that basically can help people find their ikigai let's say i don't want you to answer but just give the questions to the listeners saying what what question they should ask themselves maybe one two three whatever you have on top of your mind that mm-hmm. can help them find their ikigai their purpose let's look at the questions in three ways one is your past second is your present and third is your future first question to ask is that what events from my childhood do i still remember strongly when my emotions were stirred when i felt the different what were those events you need to go back like for me all those moments where i could not speak where i was stuck i felt embarrassed i felt humiliated that has been with me my emotions were stirred that is one thing this is one such event similarly you have to ask yourself what events were they and do they still affect you as of this date do they still affect you these two questions with respect to your past 
talking about the present, ask yourself, where does your curiosity lie? For me, my curiosity lies in how people behave, how people communicate, how people think. What are you curious about? I'm not curious about reading about technology. I'd rather pick up books around psychology and mindset. I wish I had arts in my school days because I was a bright mind that chose sciences. <laughs> so now I realize I was a typical art student and I understand human behavior in a much better way than I understand the codes or technology. So ask about where does your curiosity lie? That would keep you going. That would give you that food for thought. Keep on working on yourself. And also, even if you had enough money, would you still continue with that or not? Sometimes, when I have students who are not from well-to family, they cannot afford things, I'll be happy to help them. I'll be happy to help them because there is a deeper purpose that why you want to do it. So ask yourself that in the present moment, where does your curiosity lie? And would you continue to do what you're doing happily ever after? Lastly, for the future, we need to ask that what changes do you wish for in the future? I want people to communicate well. I've seen that, Ashad, words have the power to either make or break relationships. The way we sound, our tone, the way we communicate, it can actually make a person feel empowered or worthless. It's just a tone. Our gestures, the relationships between a spouse or between uh, a parent and a child, it's all communication. When we look at road rage, when we look at a lot of hate comments on social media, all modes of communication, if we are able to understand ourselves and accept perspectives from the other people, the world will be a better place. So communication is not just about I in telling the audience. It's not about giving a pep talk. It's about how you or what you say doesn't impact the other person. So what changes do you wish for in this future? And what can you do about it? You need to ask these questions. So when you say that, when I say that, what can I do about this? Yes, I can certainly offer my services. I can always help people communicate better shut off their limitations, get connected with themselves, get in touch with their vulnerabilities. All these things make you feel light and you're able to communicate well. Else, all that fear of being judged would always pop in. And when we see people who just end in the grave and say, I wish I should not have said this. I wish I should have said this. That kind of regret would not be there. So these few questions based upon past, present, and future would help a person consciously, mindfully choose things and act in a certain way, not in a default way. 
those are deep i mean people who are really going to reflect because i know the power of those questions because i've literally these were the questions that i asked myself when i wanted to realize what do i really want to do with my life and now i have the answer to those i have a mission statement but yeah these questions are important the words that we use are important because words have the power to make or break and as you said communication is not just about inspiring people it's a, it's basically a way of life wherever you are you need to communicate verbally non verbally body language we're just communicating with each other you and me are communicating words to each other with each other virtually in a lot of different formats like not just the words but the eye contact but the way we are sitting all of this and and it's it's so important for all of us to realize this and i really appreciate uh adivas you taking your time out and sharing your wisdom what i really love the fact about this interview is how organized and detailed you've been you've not lost your thought or your chain of thought while you were actually explaining this because i've interviewed a lot of people i've interviewed artists uh, authors sometimes people get lost because that's the idea because it's our mind is filled with clutter until us we really become mindful of our thoughts you cannot have those those amazing pattern or the chain of thought wherein it does not break that shows that you know how much focused you are or on your craft and how mindful you are of all the things that you're digesting because we are the product of our environment what we consume is what we actually become so guys if you can learn some art i think the biggest art that you guys can master from divas that i personally i love that i've seen in him is how focused and mindful you can become when you really become conscious about your life then everything else one by one it's a constant struggle growing the growth mindset or even becoming aware is something that it's an ongoing process people change your belief system can change but it's an ongoing process where you keep learning keep evolving uh divas how can people reach out to you final question what are some platforms so connecting over linkedin would be one place or instagram or youtube or facebook or website whichever way so google up the name i might pop up don't go on the images section you might find something else and that would fantasize you okay because my spelling is d i v a s so just play it safe apply some filters and don't get lost awesome perfect uh, thank you so much divas for for joining us Thank you Ashok for having me. It was a pleasure and talking to you. Thank you so much. This brings us to the end of this episode and hope you at least had one takeaway from this interview. If you have any questions or want to talk to me personally, you can find me at www.silavatirshad.com. See you soon.